Thank you, Connie. This month's topic of discussion has been compassion. And that song is such a sweet touch-in on, on just how close, how, how within reach it is for us to make something better for someone else, isn't it? I think it's just such a, an important thing for us to know that we can make a difference. Along those lines, we just took 180 cans of corn <laughs> to Westside Cares this week to help fill Thanksgiving baskets. We worked together with 23 other spiritual communities on the west side of town to provide for families in need. And it's amazing what happens with those baskets, how beautiful they are. You know, you don't think very much about one can of corn, but when it's accompanied with a turkey and sweet potatoes and celery and all of the, th- all of the things that you need for a Thanksgiving dinner, it, it makes a difference, doesn't it? makes a difference to just know that people care. That somebody cares that you're okay, that your family is okay. makes a difference in life. And I think that knowing is why I feel compelled to talk to you about the parliament. On, a, on any given Sunday, we could talk about a lot of different things. There's plenty to talk about in our world. It is a rare thing to have 7,500 people from 80 different countries representing 220 different religions come together in one place. It happens once every three to five years through the parliament. And it's been happening for a very long time. The very first parliament was held in 1893, and our founders, Charles and Myrtle Fillmore, attended that parliament in... Um, in Chicago, and were touched by what happened at the parliament to the degree that it affected how they moved forward with the unity movement. And so every time I'm at the parliament, I think about that, even though it's in a different place and they're different people, and it's 125 years later, I still think how interesting to walk in those same footsteps, to walk with that same intention that they had in being there, in gathering with so many different people from around the world. And so we held the parliament this year in Toronto, Canada, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, which is a very interesting city. How many of you have ever been to Toronto? A couple of you. So Toronto in the city itself, just in the, you know, not the metro area like you think of the area outside of of any big city, just in the city itself, is almost 3 million people. And Toronto is 49% people from other countries. It's known as the most diverse city in the world by the United Nations. And uh, their their city campaign, their city uh, market, I guess you could call it a marketing campaign, is diversity our strength. So it's very interesting to be in Toronto because they're celebrating diversity in a way that we don't see in other places in the world. It's very interesting to, when you arrive in Toronto and you walk through the airport, you know you're in an international airport, but a lot of those people live there. And so when you take an Uber, you talk to anybody on the street, there's, it's 
it's really quite amazing to see all the different looks, all the different dress styles, all the different things that happen. And so normally when you go to the parliament, you would assume that everybody who's there who looks like that is there for the parliament. And that was not the case. That was the city. So this was a little unique. It was a little different. You couldn't really pick out the people who were there for the parliament and the people who weren't when you were out walking around the city because the city is so diverse. Canada is in an effort right now to reconcile with their indigenous population. And so every single event that happened, every plenary session each evening, every major gathering began with a thank you to the, indi to the indigenous people of that land who were allowing for this event to take place where they came from. Every single conversation began with that thank you, that place of reconciling. A lot of really hard things happened in Canada. Um, Canada is one of those places where many, many children were removed from their homes, from many indigenous children were removed from their homes and put into schools where they were taught, where their culture was stripped of them and they were taught a different culture. And so there's a tremendous effort in Canada to make that right to create space for people to come back to their native culture and to bring their culture into practice. So we, we had a station outside with a teepee and a sacred fire that was kept for the whole weekend by local tribal people and a major discussion was held about their traditions. Um, there was a grand lodge, which is a whole room they set up for meetings around indigenous cultural teachings and a whole track people could actually become certified in, in indigenous cultural understanding. So it was really quite an amazing, an amazing experience. This is the program book. <laughs> More than 2000 people uh, submitted proposals. Over a thousand workshops and events were held in, from the first to the seventh which is pretty phenomenal. So I just want to read you a couple of the, of the labels. So um, this first one says, peace, require, peace requires encounter, the sultan and the saint. Reaching the masses through the power of film, award-winning mercy's blessing, using storytelling to inspire change. Ayahuasca spiritual traditions, the future of religion, Native American church indigenous peyote conservation, illuminations, an adaptive leadership model celebrating collaboration, diversity, and inclusion, compassionate cities initiative built on humans, the African religions of Brazil, a panel on local interfaith in initiatives, Jane diet and food holistic approach to spirituality, health, and ecology, mindfulness meditation, when our hearts echo holy wisdom, face-to-face -face building relationship and understanding through conversation, peace and nonviolence from ideology to action, growing a faith community by being inclusive of LGBTQ. The, the diversity of classes that are offered at the parliament is mind-boggling. It's very difficult to decide what you're going to go to, what you're going to participate in, all during the day, there are three different sessions at which you can take a class. And then in the evening, there's a plenary. 
And uh, in the plenary, there are thousands of people, and we're going to show you a little video, and you'll get an opportunity to see a little bit of the size of this event. Would you play that, Michael? It's my second parliament, and the last one I went to was just a very um, heart-opening experience. I'm very excited to see a lot of my friends. I met him first time uh, in Salt Lake City in 2015. I know that many years of efforts have gone into putting together an incredible interfaith event that's meant to be inspiring and bringing people from all over the world. People just come to learn, to grow, to be together. Um, so, and there's many wonderful speakers and programs and performances. It's a great event. I think in these days and times, the promise of inclusion and power of love is one of the most important messages that we can promote um, within our communities. And I think it's relevant all over the world. So it'll be interesting for us to create a global community here at the parliament with that message behind it. I think it's a wonderful opportunity to come together um, at a time when we all need to be together and there's much work to do to manifest the power of love. I think all of the human beings uh, will have to uh, treasure this basic uh, value, a decent human being for the whole society. And uh, for the, uh, all those three topics will be uh, extremely important, especially in the modern context. Because Toronto, Canada is the most diverse city in the world, according to the UN. And I think that if not here, then where can we really show that it's possible for people of all backgrounds to come together and get behind that message? This is my very first time coming to Toronto, and but my first impression is the, that uh, the, the welcoming atmosphere of these people. And it really embodies what we're talking about, so what a great place to have it. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, it's really wow. <laughs> it is. It is wow. And it's wow to meet all these different people, and it's wow to even consider that how far they come, how far they come from, that they, you know, they come from India, and they come from, from China, and they come from, from all over Europe, and uh, just uh, all over the world, spiritual leaders who gather. So what's the point? What is the point of this? The, the point is, first of all, that we care enough to come together, right? That we care enough to be in the same place and to come together. So a lot of times people think that the parliament is about talking about religion. And there is a lot of that that goes on. But the parliament is really about talking about the big problems of the world. A lot of focus is given to climate change. A lot of focus is given to a global ethic. A lot of focus is given to how we see women and how we see people of color and how we see the LGBT community, how we practice diversity. A lot of attention is given to what is called next generation. What are we leaving for the next generation and how are we listening? Is there a listening? There's a whole night where we have the opportunity to hear from kids between the, 18, the ages of 18 and 30. And that, for Mark and I, has been the most powerful evening each night, each time we've been there, to hear the hope that kids have and what they care about is really an interesting thing. And then to consider, to just consider that all of those people that are there care about those same things, that they all care enough to come together 
to talk about it and then go home and continue in leadership. So I want to read to you the, the mission of the parliament. The parliament of the world's religion seeks to promote interreligious harmony rather than unity. The problem with seeking unity among religions is the risk of loss of the unique and precious character of each individual religious and spiritual tradition. This understanding is key to our framework. Interreligious harmony, on the other hand, is an attainable and highly desirable goal. Such an approach respects and is enriched by the particularities of each tradition. Moreover, within each tradition are the resources, philosophical, theological, and spiritual teachings and perspectives that enable each to enter into respectful, appreciative, and cooperative relationships with persons and communities of other traditions. Nowhere in there is the word tolerate. The word tolerance, I heard someone say it at the parliament, tolerance is a very low bar, isn't it? Tolerance is a very low bar. It's very different than collaboration and conversation and, and true acceptance of all of the differences. All of that said, one of the most meaningful comments that I heard during the parliament came from a rabbi who is part of a group uh, called the Interfaith Amigos. And um, he speaks with a Christian and a Jew, uh, a Christian and a Muslim, and they travel and talk about their faiths, and, and they're hysterical. They're really funny. If you look them up online, you'll enjoy what they have to say. But he said something that really struck me hard, really settled in my heart. He said, if your religion does not move you beyond the label of your religion, it's doing you a disservice. Which is very powerful when you think about it, isn't it? It's a very powerful statement. And he began by talking about his own name. His name is Ted. And he began talking about the pleasure of being Ted. And how, how much he likes being Ted. What it feels like to be Ted. Ted is kind of a good guy. And it feels good to be Ted. And as long as he's tied into Ted, he feels solid and, and certain about his life. I'm sure that's true for all of us, isn't it? We feel very solid and certain in who we are. And he spoke about relinquishing his need to be Ted in order to recognize his deepest connection to spirit. That he had to be able to realize that Ted was temporary. Ted is a temporary label for who he really is. And then he talked deeper and he talked about religion and about the fact that who we call ourselves is a temporary label. And if we get caught in it, it, it removes from us our understanding of our eternality. That we have been and will be whatever we are, whether we are unity or we are Jewish or we are Christian or we are Sufi or we are whatever we are, before we came here and after we leave, right? And he talked about how in that environment, being caught in our label could stop us from connecting with one another. And so I want to, I want to offer that to you. I want to offer that to you because I'm in my own contemplation of that. How tied am I to who I think I am? How tied am I 
to labels that define who I am? And how much do my labels stop me from being able to grow and evolve into whoever it is I'm growing and evolving into? So we're gonna talk more about that as we go through next year. Another thing that he talked about that will come up in next year's study, in our 2019 study, is what is the sacred story of our life? What is the sacred story of who we are as a people? When we get beyond our labels, what is the sacred story that we're building? And it made me think a lot, I have given a lot of thought to what is the sacred story of this place and this particular community? What is it that we're building? What do we know as our sacred story? And how important is our sacred story to how we live each day? So next year, when we use the theme, One Humanity, Many Stories, we're going to talk about that all through the year. What is it that we have to tell? What is it that we have to contribute? So I want to share just a few quotes from the parliament. These, are, these literally were put on my phone. They were tapped out. I didn't even write who they came from. I tapped them out at different events that I went to. And I want to share them with you because you'll hear them come up. The first is tolerance is a very low bar. This one was really moving and important to me, especially in light of where we are in our country right now. We supply tyrants with weapons, then refuse to welcome the refugees we create. Wow. Yeah, we supply tyrants with weapons, then refuse to welcome the refugees we create. Powerful. Very powerful. Meditation is a practice for dying into greater consciousness. I like that one. Love is the sacred activism of our time. We have a shortage. He said, we don't have a shortage of food. We don't have a shortage of water. We don't have a shortage of anything. We have a shortage of global consciousness. We can be better together. I like this one too. It's time to close the gap between vision and action. And this one he said, a leader defines reality. And he was talking about the importance of how we take this story home. A leader defines reality. So will we carry the story of hope home? Will we come home and share that 7,500 people who all think really differently can make a difference together. We were also encouraged to let go of our desire for like-mindedness because like-mindedness is one thought that doesn't make room for all the others. Interesting to consider. And this last one I want to share with you was heard by the Fillmores. It's, these are the closing words of Swami Vivekananda who brought the Hindu faith, to the very first parliament. And his presentation had great impact on the thinking specifically of Charles Fillmore. He closed his parliament address with these words. If the parliament of religions has shown anything to the world, it is this. It has proved to the world that holiness, purity, and charity 
are not the exclusive possessions of any church in the world, and that every system has produced men and women of the most exalted character. In the face of this evidence, if anybody dreams of the exclusive survival of his own religion and the destruction of the others, I pity him from the bottom of my heart and point out to him that upon the banner of every religion will soon be written, in spite of resistance, help and not fight, assimilation and not destruction, harmony and peace and not dissension. Mm.